Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to the Culp Strong Power Podcast. It is Jimmy and Katie. We were gone last week. We had a really busy week. We're going to talk about it. So we're actually going to kind of do last week plus this week's episode kind of in one. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. We were in Ohio, and as normal, we travel to Ohio. We always end up getting a little bit under the weather. I have a little bit of a cold. I'm getting over it. I will keep the sniffles to a minimum. (laughs) Anyhow, so we're just going to go ahead and start off. This is kind of our benching and bullshitting since it is a Tuesday. So let's start with last week. Last week, we, uh, Tuesday actually, um, was my last training before we, uh, hit the road. So we were in the gym on Tuesday morning, uh, had an absolutely magnificent upper back workout. Uh, yeah, it went well. I think I deadlifted actually. So it kind of sucked actually. I'm not built to deadlift. Um, it looks like a refrigerator trying to bend over and pick up a bar. Uh, my technique is horrible. I have no uh, rotation of my hips. It's non-existent. It's just this big thing. But I deadlifted. It was kind of bad. Uh, <laughs> I did pull seven plates raw. I uh, tried 705 after 675. Uh, couldn't lock it out, but uh, that's that's all I got. So I uh, continued on the workout with upper back work, rows, shrugs, the like, dumbbell rows. And then we came back, and uh, we hit the road going to Ohio. Now, we were going to Ohio for the North of the Border meet, which is one of the meets that Laura Phelps hosts in an area called Blue Ash, which is a little bit north, northeast of Cincinnati. We're both from Ohio, but at the northeast corner, and we've never been any further west or south than just Columbus, which was about an hour west of where we used to live. And uh, we went to Cincinnati for the first, well, close to Cincinnati for the first time ever. But uh, we were in Ohio Wednesday, Thursday, visiting family, uh, didn't hit the weights at all. And then we ended up driving down to the Blue Ash area on Thursday night. It was horrific. It rained, you know, it monsooned the entire trip. Uh, Then, of course, with this whole time change crap, it got dark at like 5 o'clock. So we were driving in the pitch black and it was monsooning. But the cool, well, not the cool thing, but... Uh, people in Ohio, they know how to drive, unlike a lot of people in Virginia that I've seen. Uh, so when it rains, nobody slows down. You still have to go 70, 75 on the highway to keep up with traffic. So it was, uh, it was interesting, (laughs) but, uh, anyhow, um, almost got ran off the road a couple of times by some truckers. I don't want to get into that because I don't want to get too pissed, but we, uh, we ended up at the uh, Airbnb, with uh, our friends, we got Amber, Aaron, uh, Jenna, Kyle showed up a little bit later than me and Katie, and then uh, the rest of our crew drove up separately uh, to their respective hotels. Uh, we went to Laura Phelps's gym, uh, the sweat shop. It was fucking awesome. Did it kind of remind you of Iron Chamber? Mm. Kind of small it's and cooler than Iron Chamber. Well, it's it's cooler. Lie. It was it was small. It was bigger than Iron Chamber for sure. Okay, I thought it was well. The the one half, the 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 not the expansion half. No, still bigger, still bigger. Well, it was it was small. It was black, and it was filled with fucking raw iron equipment. And I was. They in had heaven. a lot of cool stuff. Like they had stuff that I'd never seen before in yeah. all the gyms that we've been to. It was fucking dope. I was right at home, and as soon as we walked in the door, Leah Reichman standing right there. Mm. Got talking to her for a little bit. Uh, saw Laura again. I did see her down in uh, Florida at the WPO, so it was good to see her again. Uh, I got talking to Leah Reichman. She's actually from up where I used to live. We were in the same technical, county. yeah, county. Yeah. Uh, not the same school district, but we. Uh, she was from Claymont, and I went to Garraway. Ugh. But uh, she kind of said, "Did you go to Garraway?" I'm like, "I did. I did." And uh, she actually ended up training at my old gym, the Iron Chamber gym. 
and she met my buddy Mike Fobby. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, she has a picture of she was just starting out. She was squatting like three fifteen. So like way, way back. But Fabi looked at her and said, Man, she is gonna be something someday. And he remembers that day, uh that story. I, I like when he tells it because she was just starting out and uh And look at her now. Look at her now. So we got yeah. to talking, she was super cool. I was she was everything I expected and more because she was just really awesome to talk to. But being Amber, we had to get our bench workout in, and we knew we were going to train at Laura's, so we showed up around 3 o'clock, and we started benching. We were on a west side barbell bench. That thing was uh, built like a fucking old Cadillac. Very, very strong, very cool bench. Um, we had to... Uh, they, they had pulled a lot of their equipment over to uh, Laura Phelps's other facility, the CrossFit Conjugate. That's where the meat was held. That's where the meat was being held. It was a lot bigger, more accommodating for a, a big meat like that. And tons and tons of room for spectators and the like. Uh, not a lot of vendors at this meet. No vendors at this meet. I don't think so. Nope. It was, I, I feel like the space and the breakdown they had for the warm-ups and then the side area where they had everybody, where they could sit and just chill and wait for their, you know, turn to go to the platform. And then the amount of room for spectators was... Absolutely amazing. If I, if I I said it before somewhere, and uh, if you've not been to one of her meets, you are definitely missing out. Because for one, it's the APF, which is awesome. And two, she just puts on an amazing show, an amazing facility, mm-hmm. very well run. I was I was very, very pleased. I wasn't even lifting. But uh, we had to pull some, uh, we had to pull her uh, bench bar back over to the actual gym so we could bench. Because I was like, well, this is a nice bar, but... I'm not going to be able to fit a lot of weight on it, so we got to get a bench bar. I'm sure she did that for me. It was very, very kind of her. Benched in my single ply. I, I actually grabbed a, a 10-year-old single ply that I found in one of my bags. It was a grid stitch single ply. And when I asked, this was, a, this was from Titan years ago, when I asked them if they could do that, they actually said, well, we've never done that before. So that was that was a first for them, and I uh, it's still to this day. It's 10 years old, but it's not 10 years used so i don't want you to get it too twisted uh did some raw stuff reverse grip stuff uh went up to what did my normal routine took seven plates for some floater reps getting the triceps warm went up to a grand headed off a two board smoked it i was very happy with it uh hit a nice pr of 1100 pounds for a triple now i didn't quite touch the board on the first two reps i swore i touched on the third though you didn't it was very very close it was probably about a quarter of an inch but like a piece of paper thin a little bit more than that but i don't know it was very close i think in the end of the video you can hear me like i almost i almost went to sleep on the third one so i had uh, once i started to my vision started to go dark. I was like, "Yep, oh, gotta throw it up now. I'm gonna from pass out." From the head out. judge position where Amber recorded, though, like it looks like it touched. Yeah, because the shadow. But from the bar... my position. Oh, because Katie was holding, <laughs> Katie was holding the board, so she claims that it didn't touch. But still, tripled eleven hundred pounds. Well, I'm not claiming it didn't touch, bud. I I thought it did, and the video one video clearly showed that it may have. I'm telling you, it did it. All right. <laughs> it was still a very good set. So it was a very good set. I, that's, I'm going to count that as a PR, so whatever. Come at me. I don't care. <laughs> uh, then I went down and with my uh, Pharrell Widowmaker, the double loop Widowmaker, and uh, hit a PR set with 800 pounds. Uh, that, so far, the Widowmaker has given me a rep PR with 1,900 as compared to the supercharged ram, I went from a thousand for two to three, and nine hundred for five to six. So I was like, "Well, it's time to do eight hundred pounds and see what I can do." So I went down to eight hundred pounds. This is full range, uh, eight hundred pounds for twelve. Do you think you could have done more than twelve? I could have done more because your like your rhythm was just boom, 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 all the way to ten, and then as soon as someone yelled, could have been me, Brian, someone was like two more, it was like your body was like, oh, I'm going to forget the rhythm and just no, no. shit out these it last just, two. It just, once I got to 12, I'm, I, I've been on this kick recently, I don't know what it is, where I'm not going like above and, like far above and beyond my previous marks, I'm just eclipsing them. I don't know if it's just this thing, this pattern. It's like a mental thing? <clears throat> no, it's just like a pattern, like with a thousand I got three reps, 
it was a one rep P I think it just started with a thousand. Once I got that one rep PR and then the same thing happened. Now 900 pounds for six was actually like the limit. So ironically it was a one rep PR. So for some reason that pattern of getting one rep above the supercharged Ram per weight it just, I did it again. I could have probably done 14 or 15. Like, was that your goal, to only do one more? No, my my goal was to get a PR, which I got. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I was just like, that's it, I'm good. And I just, I racked like it. So, next now time I do eight. Yeah. yeah, next time I do eight, I'm going to go for like 15, because it was definitely in the bag. I'll post the video on my Instagram feed later on. Okay. Uh, it's already up on Patreon. Yeah, Patreon, you guys, it's already up there. You can go and view that, the entire workout, actually. And other people. We've got Amber's sets in there. We've got Bane benched with us. Yeah, Bane. And uh, Taylor got a big squat. She mm-hmm. squatted 325 and a pair of briefs. And she's been lifting for like six months or some crazy stuff. And she weighs like a buck 30 or something. If so that, she, yeah. she's really doing good things. And everybody else was either going to the meet to help or compete. So they didn't really lift mm-hmm. much. Amber got her last heavy bench in before the meet this coming weekend in york pennsylvania she benched 600 pounds full range like a toy so uh y'all need to just keep your eyes open for amber yeah, uh, i'm not gonna go into to be too much event. detail i want to i want to save it not put pressure on her um but i'm just really excited for the things she's gonna do in the future i'm very proud of her uh so this weekend's gonna be fucking fun mm-hmm. uh then we went to the north of the border meet it was saturday it was a one-day meet Uh, 60-some lifters. I think there was 75, but they had, like, dropout, so it brought down to 67. Uh, Three flights of bench, squat and deadlift. I did that uh, not in right order, but uh, I always start with bench because I'm the bench guy. But three flights per lift. Uh, Big lifts, I I saw there were some 900-pound squats. One gentleman from the sweatshop tried 1,030 a couple times. I think he missed it. a lot of 700-pound deadlifts. Uh, Alfredo pulled 705 raw, benched 450, squatted 740 raw, which was very, very cool. He got a big – he got like a 1,900-plus-pound total, um, which is, I think, his best ever. A lot of PRs. A lot of PRs. Like every single person was up there, just PR, PR, yep. PR. Uh, my boy Brian was trying to get some squats in. Didn't have a, didn't have a good day, but he uh, – I think he got a little bit robbed on his opener squat of 715 – uh, he uh, got it up, but then his his second two, he just ran out of gas. Uh, Paul, he got a good bench in with his single ply. He mm-hmm. got a, like a almost three hundred pound equipped bench, which is his uh, first ever in a competition. Uh, who else we got? We got Jenna. She went eight for nine. She only missed one of her benches, and uh, she got a PR total, PR squat, PR deadlift. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure her bench was a PR, was it not? Mm-hmm. Okay, well she PR'd on fucking everything. So way to go, Jenna. Yeah, she had a great weekend. And then Aaron, I'm not sure if they were PRs or not. Maybe competition-wise, they might have been PRs. Uh, maybe. It was her first multiply meet ever, so she did a lot of learning. She did really well. She was a raw kind of turn multiply, squatted close to five, benched close to three, and then she deadlifted, what, four or three? I don't know what she deadlifted. Uh, it was in the fours. So she pulled something in the fours. Yeah. Big total for Aaron as well. In this so. entire prep, she's been training alone in her gear in her garage. That's impressive. Yeah. I could not do that. Yeah. Very impressive. So I saw a lot. And then I, I have not been to a competition where I have met or reacquainted with uh, so many cool, like so many pros. Uh, Amy Weisberger was there. I uh, didn't get to talk to her. Katie got to talk to her. I didn't get to talk to her, though. Which I feel like is God damn it. a rob, because I didn't know who she was. I didn't know who she was. <laughs> so I didn't get to talk to her, but she was there. So I got to see her. Obviously, Re- Leah Reichman, uh, Laura Phelps, Jason Coker. got to meet Jason Coker for the first time. He was funnier than hell. I uh, got to speak with Dave Hoff a little bit, just on the side. He was busy judging, so I didn't get to talk to him too much. Got some pictures afterwards. We uh, were sporting our main event project tees that we were able to pick up that weekend and they were all over the venue so we were posing at our tees uh who else did we meet uh anthony Oliveira was there got to talk to him a little bit uh met some uh, met some uh not pro uh some uh, acquaintances online i thought i got to meet them in person i got to meet uh 
Timmer Bloomfield. He's a big fan of uh, myself and Amber, so I got to meet him. Young kid. He was doing some good things. He was helping to spot and load the whole meat. Mm -hmm. uh, he's part of Laura Phelps's gym, is he not? Or not? I don't actually know. Because uh, he was, he I mean, was he was part of the crew that was at the on Friday. Yeah, he was he was uh, loading and uh, spotting, so he might have been part of, part of Laura Phelps's gym. But uh, and then uh, got to meet Matt Brooks. Been talking to him for a long time online. Finally got to meet him in person. He competed. Got to see him squat some big numbers, get some benches and deadlifts. I'm pretty sure he'd had a really good goddamn day. So it was good to finally talk and meet him. And uh, a lot of people. I, I can't name them all. There was just so many people I got to meet and see. That it was a really cool day. Then when it was all said and done, uh, we went back to the Airbnb. We hung out with all of our friends. We just ate and bullshat, right? Bullshitted. I don't know. <laughs> Until really late at night. And... Uh, that was Saturday, and then Sunday morning we all departed and cleaned up the place and got back to our respective homes. Yep. It was quite a weekend, and there were so many. I thought there were tons of impressive female lifters at this meet. Yes, and I, I, was, I was very happy to see that actually the flights were arranged as far as what your attempts were. Mm -hmm. There was no... Females go first and then males. There was female, male mixed together. Yeah. Uh, female, 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 male, female, female, male. Just depending on what your opener was, mm -hmm. was where you depended on where you were. No matter, no matter what your uh, sex was, you were arranged accordingly to your openers. Yep. Which was, I think that's the way it fucking should be anyway. Agreed. I mean, it makes more, it just makes more sense. Like. Yeah. So it was a fan, fantastic weekend. I was thoroughly impressed and uh, the area, the area of Blue Ash, we also passed through Dayton on the way because we were actually visiting family in northeast Ohio, traveled uh, kind of around Columbus and then south to get to uh, the Blue Ash area. We passed through Dayton. That was kind of like a mini Columbus. It actually had a cityscape, which I wasn't expecting. So very, very cool. I mean, even though we're from that state, we've never been that far south before. So I was uh, very pleased with the area and I was very happy with it. Really the weather got fucking disgusting and gross, but what else is new in frickin' Ohio? So good good on you, Ohio. But uh, And then we're back home. We're back home right now. We're recording this episode, and then we got this next week kind of coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, one of the most common things I get uh, when people are asking me questions is, what does your week before the meet look like? And I always tell them it looks absolutely no different than any other week of the year. I I change nothing. So that means today I'm going in to train back. Uh, Wednesday I'm going into bench, probably heavy because that's normal for me. And then Thursday would normally be uh, lower body day. But this week, just because my legs are still kind of the, the virgin legs, they're kind of, they're, they get sore very easy. I'm not really uh, accustomed to it yet. I will change that and probably just do upper back again. So, I'm going to say you're not going to do that this week, right? No, I'm going to do upper back, bench, upper back. Because I'm very used to, that was my routine for like two years in a row was yeah. three back days a week and then two bench days. But uh, Do you feel like dropping that other back day because you're adding in lower body has affected your bench at all i don't think it has yeah i don't think it has either like you've got a lot of prs lately yeah plus i add i add upper back into like the end of my bench workouts or the end of my leg workouts just That's true. one or just two like movements split it up instead of one full day yeah now i i would like i wish there was more days in the fucking week if that makes any sense but i mean you make up your own time like you could set your own you would just do things differently every week, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then I would be on a constantly rotating basis of yeah. different days, and I would never... It would get confusing. It would get probably. confusing for everybody. So, but anyway, so to fit it in a week, right now it's two bench, two lower body, one back. The most extreme I've ever done was, like I said, three back and two bench. And then I switched to uh, two bench, two back, one shoulder day. Nothing overhead, but lots of... Uh, lateral raises, rear de rear delts, and stuff like that. And then I've recently, probably in the last two months, switched to two lower body, two bench, one back. Mm -hmm. And I throw shoulders in there too, kind of so half-heartedly at the end of workouts as well. So we're gonna nothing changes because if I let's just say for example, if you benched, if you uh, did one uh, meet per year, just one meet. I don't know who does that, but one meet per year, and you trained the same way the entire year. 
You were very routine. You Everything was working fine. Why in the world, the week before a meek, would you stop lifting altogether or take it easy? That's not routine for you. It's gonna for me. It fucked me up every time. I felt I felt ill prepared. I felt weak. I felt empty. Uh, I always like to say that the last thing I want to do is yeah, there's the sniffles. But the last thing I want to do before I go to bench at a meet is go to the gym and bench really fucking heavy. Feel that heavy weight in my hand so that when I get to the meet. The last thing I did before this meet was not go into the gym and bench 135 for two sets of five and take it easy. No, I want to be strong, feel heavy weight in my hands, feel normal, mm-hmm. stick to my routine. So that's what I like to do. So then we're going to, oh, Jesus, get back on the road on Friday and courtesy of Kevin Pittman from Anderson Powerlifting. Uh, thank you uh, for booking the hotel room for us. We're going to go up Friday. Mm-hmm. Spend the night there Friday and Saturday night. Uh, Amber is going to bench on Saturday because uh, she's in the, the lighter end of the weight classes. And I'm a fat fuck, so I will bench on Sunday. Uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm sure she's going to be in the two twenties. I think she's going to. I don't think she's going to cut weight for that. And then I'm going to be uh, super heavyweight for the second time in my career. So that's fun. Possibly the last she, time. So well, we'll just have to see about that. I'm going to be benching <laughs> single ply. She's going to be benching unlimited, which in the IPA, everything is recorded as unlimited unless you as the lifter specify, hey, beat director, hey, Fred Fisher, if he happens to be there. I'm actually benching multiply. Hey, I'm actually benching single ply. Can you please check my equipment? I actually have Fred check my shit before and after I lift, just to be sure. Just to get get all the bugs out of it. I have a look so here. There's no question. No afterwards. question. Actually, at this meet, if I can remember, I actually want to take my bench shirt completely off and hand it to him so he can inspect it without yeah. it being on my body. That feels excessive. If it feels right to me. What do you mean excessive? Excessive what? It just feels excessive. Well, well we'll see about that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just like, want it because I don't want somebody listen, probably no, hiding something in your shirt Louis, there. No one. What? No one no has one? said so far. Ooh, there's no way that's a single ply shirt. Like no one has said that. Uh, well. Because everyone knows that you bench single ply. And I want to nip it in the bud before the bud even blooms. See. Listen, fuck that bud. Just right. leave your shirt so, on because I don't want to have to reset it. All right, so we're well. We're gonna have to reset it anyway. <laughs> No. Single ply is fun, guys. If you want it, they're they're extremely adjustable. There, you can. It's like driving a six speed Wrangler as compared to a manual V six Charger. You know what I'm saying? You can you can wear this these things in different ways to manipulate it and make it do what you want. But you got to take the shirt completely off every single time. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass, especially for the one you setting don't have it. Have to. Yes, I do. But only if you want to adjust the shirt. That's what I. Yeah, if you want okay. to adjust it. Yeah, if you. Well, but if you have it on and it fits great and it's working great and everything's fine, you don't have to take it off. Well, anyhow. Anyhow. Jim just loves to torture people. No, I like to bench big weights. <laughs> so, we're going to – that's pretty much the the week. I mean, we had one meet where we were helping out and traveling, and then we're doing another meet where we're traveling and, and competing. So, there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on, but we're going to – what do we got next? Well, um – Last weekend, before we went to Ohio, you messed around in your Pharrell shirt a little bit. Oh, I did mess around in my Pharrell. Yeah, I did. I uh, First, I did a tester set with my uh, <laughs> really old single ply, the one I'm actually using this weekend, my single ply that I've used for the last four competitions in a row successfully. Yeah, I always think that shirt is done. I'm like, nope, hang it up. Let's, let's buy a frame. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. And then we can't get your multiply to... Open up quite yet. Nope. So, so we're gonna <laughs> pull go. it out of the frame. We're gonna, we're gonna use that. It's, it's all trusty, reliable. I'm using that shirt. I'm also bringing the grid stitch single ply. Just and it still looks really good. It yeah. has How many thousand pound benches under it already? Uh, four. Four. Plus your eleven. Four successful. Well, the eleven is included in the four. Plus training. Plus training. The shirt and the and the unsuccessful thousand or eleven hundred pound attempts. So yeah. it's got a shitload of highway miles on yeah. it, but it still goes. It's not a open it brand new out of the bag, use it and throw it away kind of shirt. Nope, I've used this shirt in four meets successfully. In what, like three weight classes? Uh, two. 
Yeah. 275 to 308. To super heavyweight. Well, now this will be super heavyweight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's great. I'm going to use that shit. Uh, yeah, so I get it, did a tester sex. I hadn't worn it in a while. I uh, hit 1,000 off on a two-board. It flew up. It almost came out of my hands. It was nice. I mean, I honestly wasn't expecting it to look that poppy. I just feel so at home. I'm, I am so in tune yeah. with this shirt. Uh, that I, f- I just feel amazing when I wear it. So yeah. it was uh, it was a definite big difference between because you've only been working in that double ply. Yep. For the last couple of weeks, and it's just been like, okay, that, then not okay. That then a double struggle, that double that. chest plate is literally giving me fucking ball cancer. <laughs> Figuratively not, speaking. Not actually, so but. we're not using the double ply. We're going to use the single. You're still going to work in the double. Oh no, you're sending it back to Kevin. I'm going to send it right? back to yeah. Kevin. I'll get I'll get to that in a second, but. I use the Pharrell. I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to make these things work. Rob has been working with me diligently, uh, giving his time, giving his, you know, material to me. To, and I, I want to make these things work. I was actually inspired by Amber because Amber, besides, you know, Velcroing the thing shut, she can't do that on her own, puts it on her double ply, puts it on by herself every freaking time and makes it work. Every time. Like, every damn so time. I'm like, well shit i should be able to do that too what the hell so i decided to take my buddy dean's advice and start with manageable weight and just start from the bottom and go up mm-hmm. so i t- i after i was done with the poly i took the pharrell i put it on i'm like okay the the problem is placement what rob said if you wear it one set and it's great you take it off, let it hang at your waist, and put it back on, and it's different in any way, shape, or form. It will completely change the way it works. So I've never had two sets in a row that were good, mm-hmm. believe that or not. It's always been one set's good, the next set, it's shit. I'm like, all right. So I put it on with 800 pounds, something very, very manageable, and it felt great. I'm like, hey, okay, well, son of a bitch, okay. It's on my, it's right here above my elbows on both arms. Okay, that's how it feels. Okay, it's right here on my chest. That's where the neckline is. Okay, cool. Let's remember that. So I took it off, put it back on. I try to get it exactly the same way. Laid down with 915 pounds and did it for 10 reps. Now, I couldn't touch. It was not enough weight to get it down all the way. Uh, And for the first time ever, I was actually able to set my arch. Yeah, Uh, we had to change up how you set your arch and yep but i was i was actually able to arch also change up. Where, we, where your bar path is going yeah a little bit there's a lot of i there's a lot of changes from yeah i mean it's it's a little bit different uh well okay the material it's completely different but the setup is a little bit different yeah uh, but i was different i was able i was able to arch into this this uh over the top shirt for the first time ever did you wear your belt i did mm-hmm. i did wear my belt i, was I wasn't there yeah. So. yeah you were there was that really? You, you helped me set it. Hmm. Yeah, you were the one recording. <laughs> you're like, yeah, there we go. Yeah, up and down. Yeah, you're 900 for 15? 915 oh. for 10. So, I have a shit memory. Su- I don't know. Successful day. Uh, I'm proud of you. I was probably proud then, too. It was It was great. Uh, it was It was awesome. I, I was two, two sets in a row. Success, which has never happened before. So I was very pleased with that. Shout out to Rob Farrell and Anderson Powerlifting because they are the official distributor, uh, sole distributor for Farrell shirts. So we are making that work. Uh, eventually, we'll compete with one. Uh, everybody else is doing it, so why not me? So, but we're working with it slowly. Uh, again, it's 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 not the benching itself; it's the setup. Yeah. The shirt being on my body. Yeah. That's you have to be so consistent with exactly. I'm doing it purely by feel. I'm not looking in a mirror. I'm doing it by feel. I'm feeling okay. I'm putting it on. Okay, there. Okay, it's on the back of my elbows. Okay, right. I'm feeling where it is physically on my body. And uh, I mean that's what you do with poly too. Yeah, but it's just I'm used to putting on a katana and it just works every fucking time. Not. Yeah. It works great one set. Take it off. You can't really wear these. Yeah, you, you know, you see it. They, most people take it off between set. They just it's so easy to slip on and off. They're like ten pounds. Ten pounds what? The shirt. Oh yeah, they're they're heavy as fuck. They're if you get a four or five. I mean, there's five plies out there, but if you get one of those, you're just like ten pounds of material. Yeah. But you, you know, you see them. They slip them off. They hang by their belly with their belts, and then they. 
put them on the next set. It's very, very, very convenient. Very, very nice. Very yeah. comfortable. Not comfortable setting up. They fucking, everything feels like garbage shit until you get the weight out and then you start bringing it down. Then it feels normal. Everything else about the setup, about wearing it is hard. It sucks. They feel like crap. But as soon as you start benching, it's very nice. I, 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 I think my favorite part is watching you do a weight in a poly and getting up or shaking and being like, oh shit, my body. And then you put one of these unlimited shirts on and you do that same weight for five and then you get up and you laugh. You're like that was different. It's, it's effortless. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, I compare. I did a set. I did a. I have, I have a board shirt. Is what is what what Ryan Canelli refers to them as. It's a shirt where you can only do boards because you'll never, never get away. I had a double ply evil twin with one layer of katana sewn into the chest. Don't ever do that. By the way, hybrid freak. Hybrid stupid shirt. Don't ever mix materials in the chest. You will you will regret it. So it's a board shirt, but I took uh, one weekend. I took a thousand. I did a. I wanted ten reps with a thousand off a two board, and the same shirt. I did a five by five with a thousand pounds, probably like two or three months prior, and that absolutely. I wanted to fucking just dig my own grave and just fucking lay in it and die. <laughs> I was in. Uh, I felt like shit. So I did. I wanted to do a thousand for ten. So I did, I got eight. And it was so damn hard, and I was in so much pain. I think I vomited afterwards. I mean, there are literally so many people in the world that want to do a thousand one time, and you're out here just repping it well, for fun. Well, I'm at a, you know, I've been doing it. I don't know. It's 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 just the where same, I'm at. So I did a thousand for eight, and it was extraordinarily hard. This is a two board height, in a poly, very hard. I felt like shit. The very next week was was the first week that I had actually received my first Pharrell, which was sent to me by Anderson Powerlifting. It was just one of Rob's stock, no no special neck, triple ply, just a plain Jane, one of his triple ply shirts, uh, because Anderson carries the one, two, and three ply for now. Next year, they want to try carrying the the cheater plies, the uh, the the widowmakers. Yeah, it's like a, it's Is that a, the insert. It's an insert, but you can also train with it by itself. So guys will take their four plies and then take this cheater ply and stick it in there and then they have oh, a five yeah, like ply. Like another layer. Yeah. yeah. So. Why is it called a cheater ply? That's what Rob calls it. Funny. Anyhow. Yeah, back to the story. But so thousand for eight to a two board in a poly. The next weekend I took this triple ply Pharrell and did a thousand for ten off a of one board. And I only stopped because my wrist started to ache and I ran out of air. <laughs> I literally got gassed. I could have kept... I mean, it's just, I, and I got up off the bench and I started laughing. I'm like, what the fuck was that? We were all laughing. We it was just... I was just like, that was that was effortless. Yeah. Like, I was... My very first initial uh, thought, and I went live that night and I said the same thing. I was like, I'm not surprised. I am not shocked that people can bench a thousand pounds with these things. Yeah. It was, it was easy. I, I will say, like, from my perspective... Watching you bench in a poly versus one of these band shirts, you look stronger in a poly. Like, you physically just look like you're lifting the weight. Whereas in a band shirt, you just look like you're just, like, driving it. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, you're just behind the wheel. It's, uh... Guiding it where it needs to go. Well, to quote, uh, what's his, what's Wayne's last name? Is it Stover? You know, I don't know the answer Well, to Wayne, the, one of the gentlemen that helps run the WPO, when I met him at, uh, in Florida earlier this year, he said, there's a lot of thousand-pound benches being done right now, but there's only a couple of you thousand-pound benchers out there right now. I was like, oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm only quoting Wayne. That wasn't my words. So anyhow, yeah, we're getting that shit to work. I'm very excited again. Thank you, Rob Farrell, uh, for your for your diligence and just your kind-hearted ways and helping me out. And, and uh, helping tons of people. Like, if you guys pay attention to a lot of these big meets, you'll see F8 on those sponsorship banners. You'll see F8 as meet money for prizes. Like, Rob is really giving back to the sport. And doing a lot of good. And, I mean, we, we can't say enough about 
how kind and generous this man is. Yep, just an absolute heart of gold. He's a great ambassador for the sport. Uh, nothing but kind words to say about him. Always been kind of courteous to me. Uh, <clears throat> even the first time I met him at the Baddest Ventures, he was he offered to be one of my handoff guys. And I'd never met him before. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. Yeah. Very, very kind man. So, uh, but yeah, so what do we, I want to get to some. Uh, oh, yeah, we got a lot of questions because we didn't record last week's episode. So sorry for the long episode, guys, but uh, <laughs> I want to get to some good questions now. So what do we got now? Let's, Let me make sure we didn't miss anything. Got some, um, we got a bunch of bullets here. Well, we had Jerry Cool's episode last week. Yep, uh, that aired last Thursday. I interviewed 22-year-old Jerry Cool. If you've not listened to that, go take a listen. He's very interesting. Uh, young lifter, uh, squatted 955, bench of the six, pulled to almost seven uh, for a 22-25 or 22-20. I thought it was 22-55. Well, it was close to 2,300. Something like that, yeah. He's 22 years old. When I watched the video of his 955 squat, that was one of the most proficiently, uh, technically perfect multiply squats I've actually seen in quite some time. It, it, I think he's got quite the bright future uh, and some huge fucking totals coming. Mm-hmm. So, yes, check out Jerry Cool's episode from last week. And, and then, then this week we'll have Sam. Sam Dr- Drozdick. Dro- Drozdick. Uh, from the UK. He's the uh, UK's heaviest raw junior bench presser he benched 585 at his last meet uh very very kind uh, i i love talking to uh, all my buds over from the uk they're always just so kind and courteous and uh he was very interesting to talk to and listen to i actually haven't listened to that episode back at all. it was a long did, did one did he have good uh, questions for you i think he had some good questions i can't quite he had a question about uh an interesting one about, uh, I think he, maybe it was Jerry Cool. I forget. It was one of them asked, I forget if it was about uh, meat. Uh, it was, it was Drozdick. It was about uh, pre-meat uh, anxiety. Hmm. And I answered him about how I deal with pre-meat anxiety. That's so cool. that'll be a nice episode coming out Do you have any Thursday. anxiety going into this week? No. No? I don't Zero. think so. Now, I, get I love you the most. But I'm probably more excited for Amber's weekend. I'm I'm excited. I'm really I'm more excited. I've already done my big shit. I got big shit yeah. coming. I mean, but... like this is still like your last hurrah for 2021. Like you're gonna do really cool stuff this weekend. But I'm also just really excited for Amber. You guys, hey, Amber is part of the future of powerlifting. Yeah, <clears throat> I've said it before. I'm just reiterating and saying it again. So. What do we um, What do we got next? Also, there was another note. I'm still reading notes from like last week because we were supposed to record this episode as we drove to Ohio, but there was way too much like road noise and stuff, and we just couldn't record in the car. Semi trucks. Um, so last week before we left, you kind of wrote out your schedule for 2022, um, of like meets and stuff, and then Bench Press City announced their like big bench competition. Yes, uh, that is who is it? Uh, Jeff Miller. Jeff I think Miller. That page, yeah. Bench Press City. They're announcing they're going to host a meet next fall. Uh, TBD to be determined on the date on that. Uh, Lords of the Bench, Lord of the Bench competition, a competition consisting of three attempts for the bench, raw, single ply, unlimited. Holy dog shit. That is a cool idea. That's never been done before. I know that for a fact. Uh, you get one, you know, your first attempt is raw, and there's no bomb outs. It's just considered if you can't get a raw, if you can't get a single ply or what, it's, it's considered a, a miss. Yep. And it's for a combined total, and that total determines your placing. Holy shit, that is cool. Yeah. Looking forward and to seeing prizes that. prizes for male and female. Yep. So, so that's cool. Uh, I mean, that's... That's fi- that's fantastic. That is, that is really cool. That is definitely something I will be prepping for. Yeah, I mean, we saw that and we were like, "Oh, hell yeah!" So, that's the that's that's at the end of next year. Like I said, mm-hmm. TBD. Otherwise, the meets that I'm considering, not necessarily doing yet. Yeah, but Let's like the see. List of the list of potentials. Yeah. Uh, there's a meet in February. IPA at York Barbell, just like this weekend, might be. I'm going there no matter what because I got a bunch of my friends doing it. Mm-hmm. So possibly doing it, not sure yet. 
uh, that might be my debut unlimited uh, bench meet. Oh, really? That's my plan. If I do oh. compete, it's going to be unlimited as a debut meet for my delve into the unlimited uh, part of the sport. Oh, the dog's oh, barking. Nice. So sorry. He barks when stuff is out the door. So, yeah, someone just knocked. Okay, anyway, so <clears throat> sorry about that. We have animals. So that's February. IPA, love the IPA, uh, Federation, Bilifters, Forlifters, probably my favorite fed uh, right now, currently. So are you planning, I didn't know that you were planning on debuting. Yeah. Are you still planning on training in poly, or after this weekend, do you just want to just focus on the unlimited shirts and just start training and... I think I, I want to try to commit to it. And really learn it. Yeah, just for it'd be it'd be the it'd be you know December January and then it, this meets at the end of February. Yeah. So it'd be you know just kind of do a three months. I know the number that we have talked about before, like especially after that a thousand for ten. Yeah. You know that weekend we'd come home and we had talked about like your unlimited number. Yeah. Uh, you'll definitely need to start overloading. Yeah. And our team will need to. It's just. It's a lot of weight. It's a matter of consistency. So that'll be fun. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. So that's yeah. February. March is the Arnold. It's supposed to come back for real this time, not the COVID Arnold of 2020 that sucked half-heartedly. Is there a meet at the Arnold that you want to do? Well, I've... Oh, Christ. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I was thinking about maybe doing the... Uh, what's it called? The Last Man Standing. I'm considering that. I don't know. I, it just seems so like... The goal of the meet is not to bench the. It's not the heaviest bench wins because when I competed it's at the Arnold, last the longest. Like yeah, has the most stamina. Yeah, it's a, it, not that. So I think maybe I'm wrong, but the last man standing, like everybody starts at what, like six hundred, six sixty for the heavyweights. Do you even have a shirt that can? I would have to go. I'd I'd probably have for some something like that. I'd probably almost certainly have to compete. And a rubber shirt to be able Can to... Can you make that touch? Well, with... Well, I'd, have, I'd probably get, like, a single... And is it, like, any, like, equipment stands? Like, yes. could you open with a Widowmaker or a No, ram? I think you have to use oh, an actual... Okay. It has to be a shirt. What is entailed a shirt these days. Oh, okay. So, I'd have to probably get a single or double Pharrell from Kevin. Probably a single. Like a big one. Or just a single. Just a, something really light. Oh yeah, just like the one ply would yeah. just be like a widowmaker, but in shirt form. Yeah, just just to make you know that lightweight touch the to move up from there. And just make it like a size bigger than you would normally get. That Probably way it's not so. Yeah, so tight. I don't know. It just it doesn't. Like a lot. When I competed in fourteen and fifteen, it was biggest bench takes all. Yeah. And you're you push did. and you're pushing your limit. Well, I did fourteen, but 14. and you're pushing your limits. But these this last man standing, it seems like it's more like. You're you're able to stay in your comfort zone. Yeah, or in like everyone else's comfort zone because like you wouldn't even like six isn't even six sixty like that's not even your last warm up before you would go on the platform. Right. For a regular meet, so I don't know. I, I feel like that doesn't make sense for you. But like, it, it's another it's another form of competing, which is what is drawing me to it. Yeah. The I just another another way to compete, not like. Heaviest weight takes all. It's how many singles can you do like in like yeah. an exceedingly heavier weight? I don't know. I mean, we could always. I don't know. Is there like a a rep contest of sorts? There's like not, you could do something like that. Not anymore. Anyhow, that's an idea. I'm probably not gonna do that. It's just an idea that's floating around in my head. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, but we're going to the Arnold. Regardless, we're going to make a week out of it because the Arnold is fucking awesome. It's one of our favorite times of the year. Yeah, and obviously it will be with Anderson Powerlifting. Yeah, we'll be in the Anderson Powerlifting booth. So come see us at the Arnold Classic. Mm -hmm. And then one of the most anticipated ones of the year that I get so many goddamn questions about is, are you going to the Baddest Bencher again? That's in May this year, not March. That's May 14th, if I'm correct. Uh, that's also a maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons to do it. There's a lot of reasons why I don't want to do it. Uh, we'll just have to see how things roll out for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's that's a big. All of these meets are maybes. Yeah. 
They're just and then there's other meets that we're going to, obviously. Like, we'll right. be at the Pro-Am this year. We're going to try to make it to the Pro-Am. Well, obviously, you won't be lifting. No. females only. But. Uh, it's, it sounds like Amber's going to do the Pro-Am. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she's planning on doing that, so we're going there no fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so why wouldn't we? Uh, then after the Baddest Venture, tentatively, I've heard word, again, from Wayne, who is actually recovering from an injury. Uh, I'm pretty sure he split his head open at a, in an accident of some sort. So give your best uh, vibes out to the universe for Wayne uh, to recover from his injury. He was talking to me about bringing the WPO bench bash for cash. He's going like, to make that a thing again. That'd be cool. I was like, that would be fucking dope. And would it be I'd, in Florida? Yeah, don't, I don't know. I don't have a, I would just, I don't know. Like, that's where the WPO is? Is it always in Florida? WPO? It, it used to be at the Arnold. Oh, yeah, that's true. Years so and years ago, and when Kieran Kinner was still not bankrupt and running it, but. I don't know, this is the first <clears> time I ever went, so. Same. Anyway. WPO Bench Bash for Cash is a tentative thing. Uh, originally, when he talked to me, he said that it's going to be poly only. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I'm on the advantage there. It would be there. you and Hoff. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. So that's, uh, but then, it, then he said, because there's so much demand for it, he said that he would allow uh, band type shirts but you would only be able to compete with a double ply. There's not going to be no four and five plies allowed. It only be if you that's your shirt of choice, you can only use a double. Yeah, and then obviously like they wouldn't be able to set any records. I at don't that meet. Well, it's, if I it think was it's going to be like an APF WPO kind of. Well, thing. I, I think it's just more for. I don't think it's anything about titles. I think it's just for going there trying to win the cash. Oh. So it would I don't almost know. be like unsanctioned anymore. Not even no, not even unsanctioned. Maybe just I don't know how. I don't know the specifics, guys. I I just know that he's talking about it. Yeah. The WPO is very very close, or the APF rather, uh, to allowing band shirts. Uh, but those those parameters uh, that is not none of that shit's They're been just set. Just not there yet. Yep. But that's that's another tentative one, and then obviously. After that's in that's in the midsummer there, and then after that would be the fall, which is where we come back around, uh, where I mentioned the uh, the Lords of the Bench. So that there's about five, six meets that we're possibly going to throughout the year. How many did you do this year? Including this weekend, will give me five. Oh, okay, and then we've gone to quite a few. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Belmar, New Jersey, <clears throat> in January. Then I went to Kingwood, <laughs> Texas, in March. Belmar was the. This has been a long year. It's been a long Belmar fucking year. Belmar feels a long time ago. No, nope, that was January. What's my tattoo say? Thirty first of this Man. year. Texas Kingwood was uh, the twentieth of March. Then we went to uh, York, the first time in June. Then I went to York three weeks later, beginning of July. That's four meets total of success, successful attempts at all. In a thousand fifty, a thousand eighty, eleven twenty, a thousand sixty. And then we've been to. Then we went to the WPO just to watch. Went to the WPO. Then we went to not a not a meet, but we went to the Europa. Uh, Europa in Dallas. North of the border. North of the border. We've been all over the fucking place. Oh, we're gonna go to an RPS meet here in December. Yep, December. Joe Fazio. Uh, Joe Fazio, an old buddy of mine's competing at this uh, meet in Lancaster. I'm actually gonna show up to host a Anderson table, mm-hmm. and then I'm also gonna. Well, you're gonna have to run that I'll mostly. I'll run the table, yeah. Because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a RPS judge, so I'm going to actually shadow. And they want to. Re- uh, that's going to be my only requirement. They had me stand in and judge at one RPS meet back in July, uh, as a tester because they really want me to be a judge and I want to be a judge to give back to give the back, sport yeah. as much as I can. Uh, this will be my meet where I shadow and they'll kind of see how consistent I am and how I judge lifts and then determine if I can be an RPS judge from now on. Yeah. So super excited about that. So that's, cool. that's a lot of stuff, guys. Uh, I do, however, want to get into some questions, some really good questions that we've been having. Yeah. So we will look and see what we got there. So what is uh, question number one? All right. So unfortunately, the questions everyone asked last week that was supposed to be on last week's episode, uh, I lost them. I don't know where they are. So we're just no going to go with the ones from this week. No biggie. All right, do static holds or isometrics have a place in your programming? If so, how? Not anymore. They used to. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I was benching in the eights and nines, <clears throat> um, I used to do a lot of 
10 second static holds. So the first time I ever touched a thousand was during a static hold. I just wanted to see how it felt. Um, I think they have a place to get you accustomed uh, to heavier weight, maybe overload the CNS a little bit. Um, a lot of times when I want to handle weights that are heavy nowadays, I just say, fuck that shit. I'm just going to take it down to a board. Yeah. Most of the, most of the time. Like when I first, the first time I touched 1300, I took it down to a board. Yeah. My original idea was just hold it. I was like, ah, you know, fuck that's uh, fuck that. I'm just gonna take yeah, it let's down. Crack the elbows and see what happens. So I took it down to a two board the first time yeah. I ever handled it. So not so much anymore. Uh, but if you feel so, if you're gonna do an overload set, you're just gonna hold it. Then you, you make it like two two hundred fifty pounds over your max. I mean, make it worth it. Don't just do a hundred pounds over your max. Yeah. If you're an eight hundred pound bencher hold a thousand or a thousand fifty or if you're a 700 pound bencher hold 900 or more to make it worth it and hold it for 10 seconds and yeah. breathe I mean, you and, still have some of your athletes do that so i mean sometimes sometimes not very often i think it's more for like say uh not beginner but more intermediate to maybe advanced but no these days i don't do that stuff what is an accessory that is underrated, in your opinion, but yields great results? Well, I'm sure I've talked about this before. I'm going to say it again because I just can't get enough of it. Reverse grip bench. Hmm. A lot of people treat it as an accessory <clears throat> because they bench uh, with pronated grip as their main movement. They'll use reverse grip as an accessory. I, for one, don't use it as an accessory as much as... Pretty much, if I'm not equipped or in a slinger, I am reverse grip, no matter what. The occasional incline, I don't do floor presses anymore, but I used to. Uh, flat, board, doesn't matter, it's all reverse grip. Uh, it was very, very popular back in the 90s with Anthony Clark competing with it. Uh, and it, he just, it was just, it's an absolute tricep destroyer. It's actually, I first discovered it in, in the, uh, I think it was the Weeder bodybuilding encyclopedia and they actually had a picture of anthony clark in there talking about the reverse grip bench for tricep development is that the book that you got at the library that started i didn't i didn't end up getting that book i only looked at it but later on i got this like 500 page like thick ass encyclopedia <laughs> all black and white that's what got him started in lifting which i think is just the cutest story yeah so we'll tell that story another time we got mm. we don't have time right now but it uh, that's how it started but uh Reverse grip bench can blast your triceps, build your bench. I don't know why people are so stuck on benching one way when there could be a better way. So bench backwards, people. You might enjoy it. These are I have a lot of accessory questions, All right. so we're just going to go with it. Um, what accessories have you found to be the best for strength uh, deviation, maybe, is what he means? Let's see. Uh, okay. Oh, well, okay. I don't know what and that transferred to the bench. Okay. Well, I think the best accessories to build the bench are accessories that mimic the bench. For instance, uh, benching with a close grip. And this is flat <clears throat> benching with reverse grip. Uh, even a lot of your bag accessories, you do a lot of like pull downs and stuff on you know, the same plane. Yeah, I mean, you have to, like, rowing, pen lay rows. Pen lay rows are probably one of my absolute most favorite top-tiered back movements ever because you're very, very parallel to the ground. You're pulling the bar almost to the same plane as the bench, so rowing motions, uh, tricep-dominant style pressing, a lot of close-grip boards, reverse-grip boards. I find less, less success if I only benched and then went and did triceps, I would have less carryover than if I did bench plus close grip three boards, reverse grip two board, just um, just anything flat bench that's tricep dominant that mimics the same movement. Like, yeah, your incline has some place, your decline has some place, your floor presses, your uh, if people do overhead presses to build their bench, whatever, but bench style movements are my have the most carryover for me in terms of accessories cool um okay so last one about accessories then how do you choose your accessories is it random based on how you feel that day 
or planned out and period periodized. Well, I I never I never plan anything. I figure out my workouts when I get to the gym. I'm like, okay, I'm here. Hmm, what should I do today? How do I feel? Oh, let's try this today. Oh, let's get a rep PR today. Oh, let's shirt up today. Oh, let's do a let's do reverse grip off boards today. Let's whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, like <coughs> what kind of day you're going into. Like, oh, it's a back day. Oh yeah, or whatever. But I don't show up to the day and go, oh, which body part's not sore? Oh, let's do back. To-. No, I. I know going in that I'm going to bench, but I don't know what the fuck I'm actually going to do when I get there. So it's really just how I feel. Uh, as, as Maybe it's like, well, last week, I always start my weeks. Like my, the beginning of my week always starts with Saturday bench. That is my first day of the week. Mm-hmm. And then I build my the rest of my week based on how my Saturday workout went. And if I feel like I need to improve on something, like, hey, I really need to work on my tricep endurance, I need to work on my work capacity, I need more top end, I need more whatever. Mm-hmm. But I always tr- also try to keep it different. I don't like to do the same things too often. Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of on the spot. I-, I live very in the moment. I used to obsess and plan uh, when I was in high school, which is why I did so poorly in high school. But I used to just sit in the classroom and just kind of plan out my next workouts just write them constantly and write them down, write, coming up with new ideas and new uh, 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 orders and stuff like that on how I could train and stuff like that. And I don't do that crap anymore. I just get to the gym and just like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and bench. Let's, oh, I feel good today. Let's try to get 405 for 20 or let's put a slinger on, try and get a rep PR with 8 or 1,000 or whatever it is and just follow it up with mm-hmm. random triceps that I feel like I need. And a lot of times I feel like uh... – it's not even you deciding. Like, you'll get there and Brian will be like, hey, have you ever tried this? Or, hey, yeah. I think you should, whatever, I'm, you know. Or I'm open to suggestions. doing something and you're like, huh, yep. neat. I'm Let's say, try that. Or, I, or I ask of Taylor or whoever's benching with me or Amber, hey, what do you want to do next? Oh, how about we go do this? I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go do yeah. that shit. I'll just do whatever. Uh, Normally you take it and you're like, but let's ramp it up and make it to where everyone wants to hate themselves. Yeah, that make it worse. <laughs> like, hey, that, that was fun. How about we make it worse? So... All right, what do we got next? Anyway, all right. All right, I'm going to save that one for last. Okay, uh, lower body. Got two questions about lower body, and then I'll end on a fun one. Okay. Um, do, how does your lower body training affect your bench days? Well, it only affects my bench days because my legs get super fucking sore, and then my leg drive suffers. My, my legs tire out a lot quicker. I'm not going to say that lower body makes my bench skyrocket because the last two years I didn't train lower body and my bench went through the fucking roof, literally, mm-hmm. into un, uncharted territory. <laughs> so I can't say that lower body has had an effect positively on my bench these last couple of years because it literally hasn't. Nowadays, I just notice that my legs get more tired. So I know I'm using my legs when I bench. I, they, they obviously, when they're sore, they get, you know, they, they tire out quicker, but um, I'm, I'm sure there's a place for it. I don't think it is live or die necessary, um, but I am enjoying doing it though. It is a little bit of a change of pace. So. Yeah. Um, and then I, you talked about this earlier, but would you cut out lower body training closer to a bench only meet? Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what you're doing now. Actually, when I was younger, I'd actually cut legs out completely the last two or three months. One, because I didn't give it too much a shit about lower body or full power, and I wanted my bench to go through the roof. So the first time I benched nine, first time I benched a thousand, eleven hundred plus, no lower body at all. Um, this last two weeks, I'm doing no lower body just because I've experienced the <clears throat> lower body fatigue and soreness mm-hmm. from normal lower body workouts during the week. Uh, now, again, I've only been squatting for eight weeks or so, so that's maybe I'm just kind of new to it right now. But, yeah, I'm cutting it out. I would definitely cut it out, not just for your lower body's sake, but for your shoulder's sake. That was one of the biggest things when I was younger. I noticed that squatting just destroyed my shoulders and fucking... Uh, hurt my bench so I had to cut lower body out again back then I was using only straight bar nowadays I don't do any straight bar it's mm-hmm. all cambered bar safety squat bar and buffalo bar uh, and uh, belt squats but um, yes I would definitely cut those out uh, prior to a bench meet absolutely so just sitting here it looks like your legs are getting bigger oh so that's kind of cool do you feel like 
your legs being bigger hinders your setup on the bench at all? I don't. There's like more leg. No, I no, I, I no, I don't. I, I've not noticed it. I've not it noticed. Doesn't affect your arch or anything. Or no, nope. like... if anything, it just makes it makes me more capable to maintain an arch because an arch is maintained through lower body drive, driving your back and shoulders into the pad constantly. If you lack on your lower body drive, your arch will begin to break down. So no, I don't think it negatively affects me whatsoever. Hmm. But again, I wouldn't say that lower body training has has built my bench literally. These last two years, zero leg work, just bench, yeah. triceps, and back. You did use the calf machine, but that was for shrugs. <clears throat> I did. Yeah, I like oh. using the calf machine for <laughs> high shrugs. Otherwise, the calf machine can suck me off. I hate fucking calf machines. What's our... We got one all more, right, right? Final question. I know the answer to this. I think oh. all of our gym partners and friends know the answer to this. Fantastic. Immediately, everyone could scream the answer together. Oh, what is the best fast food chain and why? Peter Panda. Peter Panda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for the lay person, that's called Panda Express. <laughs> but I like to call it Peter Panda because it's funnier. Um, yeah, I eat a metric shitload of, I guess, what we call Panda Express. If you had to choose between me and Panda Express, who would you choose? You, obviously. Oh, you but I'd be very upset that I couldn't get Peter Panda. <laughs> I lo- I could eat Peter Panda for breakfast, lunch, and dinner literally every fucking day. <clears throat> the 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 amount and the amount that they give you, I I am never. I have to get a bigger plate, which is three entrees plus a large side, but I to be full. But I never eat there, and I'm not full. Like I I get full every time I eat there. But if anybody wants to know where all of our money goes, it goes to meat entry and Peter Panda. Yeah, that's so that's, that's it. <laughs> But you know what? And could I, I learn know. how to cook Chinese food at home? Sure. Probably. Are you going to? No. Okay. No. <laughs> well, Peter Panda's got my money. So, yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> that was the last, uh, the last question there. I just thought it was kind of funny. Well, super duper, guys. I want to quickly mention what we got going on in December. We've got our first official fundraiser competition. December 18th. Yep. Which is How a Saturday. Iron Man. <clears throat> Iron Man competition, but both in person and virtual. Information is getting out there about it. Uh, for those at the gym, we're going to get flyers put up with information to know what's going on. It's an Iron Man competition. It's just raw to keep it nice and simple. We want mm-hmm. simplicity. Uh, order of flights is based on openers. Has nothing to do with your sex. If you're op- if you're opener heavier than a guy, you're going to be midway in the. And the flight doesn't matter. It's just that's the way it's going to be from now on, the way it should be. And then uh, you're going to get the coefficient. So you get your best bench, best deadlift for a total. And we're using the uh, gloss burner. Gloss burner. Yeah, we were trying to look for an app, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, I have this app, right? This app. But all the apps that everyone has, Amber has a really good one on her phone. Um, You can't get them in the app store anymore. So if you have those apps on your phone, don't delete them. Gloss burgers. Brenner. Burger. <laughs> Gloss burger. You're so weird. Anyhow. But anyway, there's a website, and we'll just look that up at the meet to do coefficients. But yeah, fine. the top female and top male, based on the Gloss burger oh formula, God, are going to get the grand prize. That's both online and in person. So there's four total top yeah. places uh, prizes. Yep. Based, just based purely on your coefficient. It's got top no- male, top <clears> female. Inline and online. And online and in person. I see what you did yeah. there. Uh, so that's gonna be really fun. We got nice big prizes. We got a couple of vendors that are gonna show up. We're being. Yeah. It's gonna host. It's gonna host the in person one at Unleashed Strength Gym in Manassas, Virginia. Uh, just like I said, real fun, real friendly. We're gonna have judges and stuff like that to keep everything yeah. fair and consistent with the We're power thing sport. We uh, have a raffle, so we've already been getting a lot of donations of pretty cool like powerlifting stuff. We got some supplements, some. Uh, apparel, gift cards. We got gift cards. Um, so the top prizes for like the top lifters of the day, um, they're gonna get a couple things. One of them being a fifty dollar card to Anderson Powerlifting. Um, so that's really exciting. Thank you, obviously, again to Kevin and Ken for donating those because they gave us four of those, one for each athlete. Um, and then we're doing a really big raffle and every person uh every lifter both in person and online will automatically get entered into the raffle one ticket and then you guys can purchase additional tickets 
Um, Sign-ups are super easy. We just decided to do them through Eventbrite. So you'll just go on there and buy a ticket either to the in-person or to the online, and then I'll send you an email with all of the information. The online one's just going to be ran on Facebook, and we'll have all the rules and stuff in there. Um, And I'll link everything in the show notes. So I'll link the, uh, I guess, the link for the tickets. And then for our Instagram page, you guys can see more about that. Um, if anybody wants to donate to donate anything towards this raffle basket, reach out and let us know. In-person entries are 50 bucks. Yeah. And the entry, all the entries are non-profit for us are going straight into the Cope Strong Powerlifting Scholarship Fund. Yeah, this entire thing is non-profit. So everything that is made just goes right into helping the next athlete. We currently have two athletes that will be sponsored at the beginning of the year and we would like to raise enough to do two more um we need what 1700 away yeah but for our first time doing this what we've raised is fantastic yeah we're very excited we can't wait to see how who all applies and what we've got going on so literally you doing this this little fun meet you're competing you're going for a, a grand prize but you're also uh, giving back to the sport because everything that you pay to do this meet is going right back into the sport to help another lifter that needs it. Yep. So it's a very good cause. We're very happy. We're very excited after this meet this weekend. Uh, we're going to get to planning it, putting up flyers around the gym, talking about it online, leading up to the weeks, leading up to it, stuff like that. So look, looking forward to that. That's December 18th. Yeah. And uh, I think... That's all we have for you today. Again, if you've not checked out my Patreon, it is $10 a month. You get to see every rep of every set of every exercise I do five to six days a week that lead me to these big benches uh, as as well as uh, competition footage, B footage from competitions we go to and or where I compete. Are you putting up – so you already put up Friday's workout. I put up Friday's workout from the the sweatshop. And then we're also going to put up footage from the north of the border meet. Cool. Uh, just random footage, random lifters, B footage, like I said, uh, just of the whole competition from Saturday. So that is the episode. The yeah. episode. I feel like it was, it was a long one, but we had longer. a lot to talk about. So looking forward to talking about, uh, the meet next week, Tuesday, we'll be talking, recapping on how, how the competition went for me and Amber. Yeah. I believe Paul is also doing it from what I understand. Oh, is he? He's gonna back fly, to back. Back to back. Man. Paul's going to do it as well. So, uh, and we also got uh, Sam Drozdick uh, coming out, his uh, interview on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Heaviest junior bench presser in the UK, raw. 585 as a 22-year-old over in the UK. He's very kind, very well-spoken, had some good uh, topics of conversation. So, that is the episode from today from me and Katie. We thank you for being here today. Want you all to have a good rest of your week. And then, like I said, we will be talking to you next week about the York Barbell Hall of Fame, uh, Pennsylvania States from this weekend. Looking forward to that. Uh, everybody take care until next time. Yeah, have a good day.